Hello, listeners. You are listening to the Crazy Earth Lady on Anchor.fm Hawk Radio. We have a very, very special guest today. We are out at RBR Horse Rescue talking with Kelly, and she is going to tell us all about the rescue today, and I'm super excited for all the information that she has, so stay tuned. For now, this is Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus, and we will be back. Chained our hearts in vain We jumped, never asking why We kissed, I fell under your spell of love No one could deny Don't you ever say I just walked away I will always want you I can't ever lie Running for my life I will always want you Thank you so much for coming out. We're really happy that you did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I've been following you guys for many, many years on Facebook. And, um, you know, I've wanted to get out here. I was 
active duty Air Force and uh, stationed out here the first time. And um, then we left and I've been gone for more than a decade and I'm back. So I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to get out there, see what, see firsthand, not just through Facebook, what's going on. Um, so I'm excited to, to be here and I'm excited to talk with you today. So um, I'm going to give you the reins. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that, that worked out well. <laughs> that worked out um, really well. <laughs> um, and yeah, just tell us about RVR, your mission, what's going on here. Sure, absolutely. We're happy to do it. And, and again, thank you for coming out um, and giving us this platform to share what we do. Uh, RVR Horse Rescue, um, RVR stands for Riverview Ranch, was founded in, our, in Riverview, obviously, um, back in 2004 by Sean J. Rowe. Uh, she had a lifelong love of horses. She grew up on a horse ranch um, in Texas. And um, even though she went on to have her own business uh, as a hair salon, she stayed in touch with the horse world and started rescuing horses on her own. Um, these were cases of abuse and neglect, and she really decided that this was her mission in life. Um, mm -hmm. So she sold her business, bought some property out in Riverview, and established the rescue. It always uh, happens like that. Yes, it does. It, it calls. Just, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it is a true calling. Mm -hmm. um, so she was able to get the 501c3 nonprofit status in 2011, and things have just um, exploded from there. Mm -hmm. uh, she started gathering volunteers for the organization, um, started rescuing more and more horses, and um, RBR, the true rescue organization, has really thrived. We. Um, all very importantly, we are an all volunteer organization still to this day. Nobody out here gets paid for what they do. Everybody's out here for free, which allows us to um, spend all of our income directly on horse care, which right. is very nice. Yeah, I know. I know from experience, starting something like that up is is no joke. I can imagine, only imagine yes. what came out of her own yes. pocket at the time, and yes. you really have to be dedicated to the cause and and really. Um, personally invested, you know, to make something like that work, especially just, you know, starting it on your own from yes. the ground up. It's, it's really incredible. Agreed. And to have something like this, you know, a decade later yes. and thriving it's it's it's, it's been an, awesome. ama yes, <laughs> an amazing accomplishment sean is actually very humble though and so she will give all the credit to all of the volunteers but yeah. um, she really is still the heart of the organization um, and the passion that inspires the rest of us to be out here um, we've developed um you know quite a following um we we are known um nationally amongst horse rescues as um, a great collaborator with um our fellow rescue organizations yes, and excellent. and we've um accomplished a lot a lot um and that we're all very very proud of we do have um a, several facets to our mission uh we specialized uh, early on in taking uh, the worst cases of abuse and neglect uh it, it, Sean would take in a horse that was completely emaciated, um, uh, suffering from wounds or, you know, general neglect or, or wounds from abuse. Uh, and the mission developed into rescue, um, rehabilitate, you know, mm -hmm. so then bringing those horses back to health, mm -hmm. um, rehoming. So we're, uh, you know, ideally we're looking for an adoptive family uh, mm -hmm. for this horse once it has completed rehab and regained health. Mm -hmm. um, we do know that not every horse will find its matched home. Um, you know, so we do have a sanctuary function. Mm -hmm. uh, that means if a horse does not find its home, um, then it, you know, there is no expiration date. We will not uh, euthanize for space. So as long as a horse needs to be at RBR Horse Rescue, it will be. Um, and then we also have a hospice function, uh, which we know that some horses come to us and it's too late to save them. Um, or horses are here for a while and they come in or, or develop um, health issues. And um, we know that that means that they are at the end of their lives. And what we do is make sure that they have a lot of loving care up until the time that it is time to humanely help them uh, cross the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, as we call it, so right. humane euthanasia. Right. right. So, um, so that has actually really grown over the years. Um, we have um, taken in and rehabbed and rehomed hundreds of horses um, from really horrible uh, circumstances, right. and they are now thriving in new homes. Mm -hmm. uh, we. As I mentioned, we're all volunteer, but we are quite a large group. We have over 200 volunteers. And so that allows us to take care of horses that are in critical uh, 
situations, we can be here around the clock if we need to. Mm -hmm. uh, we sign up for shifts and yes. you get your training on what this horse needs. Um, and uh, we're able to. I've seen it on Facebook. You yes. Do what it takes. Yes. And you have people here with a particular horse mm -hmm. 24 hours 24 a hours a day if yeah. need be. Yes. So we've had um, a lot of success. Um, we've worked really hard on. Um, developing our refeeding program that is based on uh, the new, the, the studies done out of the University of California, Davis. You said on, earlier that worse. 400 pounds in their weight. Yes. Yes. Over 65% of our horses come in with a body score of one, which is the lowest absolute score you can get. Uh, horses are graded. Uh, it's called a Henneke scale and it, they're graded on one to nine, one being absolutely emaciated and nine being obese. Um, and we never see a nine. Um, although that could be also construed as abuse or neglect, uh, right. letting a horse get that way. But we are usually using, you know, dealing with the opposite end of the spectrum, a horse that has not been fed, mm -hmm. whether that's deliberate, um, in, in the case of abuse, or sometimes there have been cases of, of owners falling on hard times and not being able to, uh, to care for their horse. Um, then there's also the cases where it's not intentional, but you have somebody get in over their head. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they got too many horses or maybe they've never had a horse before and think that you can, you know, uh, not to make light of the situation, but we've had horse uh, people go out and feed their horses, things like zucchini or, or just leftovers from table scraps and, and you, you cannot do that. Right. So, um, you know, sometimes it is, un, you know, unfortunate ignorance, um, yeah. that, that yeah. is un, unintentional abuse. So or if neglect. you're thinking about getting a horse as with <laughs> any animal, do your research, no what kind of care that animal needs, what kind of space with horses is yes. a big issue, mm -hmm. what kind of diet they need. This is all stuff that you got to be, you know, prepared for. Absolutely. A horse is not a small anything. No, it's, it's not. not a small no, it's not. Um, yeah. and, and the thing is also with horses, um, you know, we, we will work with people. If we see that a horse is in trouble, we will approach them and say, can, can we offer you some assistance, whether that's educational assistance on mm -hmm. how you feed a horse or if they're in, um, fi financial straits, um, I can, uh, we will offer them feed and hay assistance for a short time. I can go more into that program in another segment, but, um, we really do try to work with people. Um, yeah, and, and, and you have a, you said you have a couple, at least one, I remember we talked about that were owner surrenders where somebody mm -hmm. was just like, please help me. My yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so yes, while we take in a lot of abuse cases, we do also have those instances where someone is just in over their head, something happens, they lose their job or, or maybe it's a horse that, that is too, their medical needs are too much for that person to handle. Um, you're referring to a horse that just came in named Candy. She had had a pretty major injury to her leg, which required multiple day, you know, treatments multiple times a day. And the family was trying to take care of her. They had a vet out um, and they had medications and they were trying to treat her, but the horse was non-compliant because it was obviously painful. Right. And um, these were relatively, you know, these people were relatively new to horse ownership and it, it just became too much for them to try to care for this wound. So they reached out to help. So that's, that's another role that we fulfill. Right. Um, now you guys have been around for a while at this point, you know, or are you just answering the phone and your horses are coming in that way? Are you actively, you know, looking for, for cases out there? Or are you, are there a lot of them coming in from other rescues? Well, most of our horses come to us because somebody has called us to, to either ask directly for help, I need to surrender my horse, or um, I or they'll tell us there is a horse in my neighborhood that I've seen and and it's in dire straits. We you know can you please go talk to them and we will do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we try to work with them. There are cases that we have gotten um, referrals uh, from law enforcement agencies that they are they are telling the people if they do not surrender the horse they will face charges, mm -hmm. uh, and we will take in a horse that way. And then we also. Um, we do also have a completely different track of intakes and that's from the uh, Tampa Bay Downs um, where you have uh, racing thoroughbreds that are in great shape, but they become injured during their racing career and need to retire from racing due to that injury. We uh, take those injured horses in and we will rehab them and then adopt those horses out. So that, that's a really different population. They still need us, but it's not due to abuse or neglect. Right. Uh, so that's very different. But um, yeah, so we have 
a couple of different avenues that horses come in to us. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you guys are doing great work and hundreds of horses. That's, that's a lot. Hundreds lot of horses. Of yes. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a quick break. This is Imagine Dragons. Uh, with Radioactive, and when we come back, Kelly is going to tell us about some of the special programs that they offer here to the public. Uh, so I'm excited to share those guys, those with you guys. Thank you. Um, and again, we really appreciate you being out here today. So being involved in our communities is, is, has always been really an important part of RVR. Um, you know, we, we are supported by our community 
to a great degree that we are very grateful for. And we always are looking for ways that we can give back to our community and thank them for that support. Um, And then also, of course, furthering our mission of caring for horses and bettering their welfare. So one of the first things that was created um, back in 2013 was an educational outreach program called CLEAR. And that stands for Care, Learn, Educate, Act, Rescue. And it was formulated as a way for us to teach the public how, how they can become engaged. Mm-hmm. What does a horse need, first of all? And then how they can become engaged if they see a horse in need, what do they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we do with CLEAR is we started off going into the schools. So over the years, we've visited thousands of students in Hillsborough County classrooms. Uh, most awesome. We started off during the Great American Teach-In, but now sometimes we're invited out on other occasions as well. Mm-hmm. And we, so we teach the children what what does the horse need, you know? And then we're talking. I gotta about, ask. Do you take yes. the horse out there? Yes, we do. Oh my I, gosh, I was going to. I, I was going to mention I that. Yes, um, there are there are a couple of horses that have gone out to meet students, um, and one is a miniature horse named Boots, who who we will talk about in a little bit, and then one is um, a full size thoroughbred named Preacher. Um, and so they have been great ambassadors by going out and, and seeing the kids. And it, it's, I can't imagine the kids must love it. Right. So it, it is very, it's the most popular part of the program. Right? <laughs> but, um, you know, we're, we're tailoring the curriculum of CLEAR to, to meet the age group, really. So for the, edu- mm-hmm. you know, for the elementary kids, it's something really basic. Is what does a horse need? Well, a horse needs food and shelter and love and water and, and, and that sort of thing. You know, when we go up to a high school group, you know, obviously we're giving them more in-depth information uh, but we're like well what can you do if you see a horse that needs help and uh, we also you know refer people to agencies that they can call mm-hmm. and so clear ha- has grown and so now what we're also doing is we host scout troops out here at the ranch and they're awesome. doing different programs um, earning badges and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and, and they're also learning about horses. Uh, every year, RVR participates in the Humane Society's Critter Camp. And so um, our direct, our, our, our chair of the CLEAR committee, um, her name is Debbie, goes out there every week with a miniature horse named Boots. And she teaches the kids in the camp about um, horse needs and how they can be advocates for horse welfare. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's really grown since then. We also um, go visit every year. We speak at USF at their pre-veterinary society, and we invite we invite all of the pre-vets out, um, mm-hmm. but particularly so if they're interested, maybe thinking about large animal um, mm-hmm. veterinary uh, practice. And our pre-vets are able to come out and shadow veterinarians or um, observe or maybe even participate in medical teams that are treating injury or rehabbing a horse, uh, doing that sort of thing. So we're very, very supportive of anyone who is looking to do any kind of veterinary career, whether that's veterinary technician or veterinary medical doctor. Um, So that's just ways for us to get out some information and um, support community members who are interested in in helping horses. Another way for us to support our community is through a safety net program, and that's called RVR Angels. And what that does is it's based on studies that have shown that if you have a very caring household that has horses and they fall on hard times or are experiencing difficulties it's better for the horse if you can support that family in the short term rather than take the horse away. Right, right. Um, and studies have shown that with short-term support, a lot of those families 10 years later still have their horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's a great outcome. So what we've done is we have formed the angels and that is a, a short-term safety net where if a, if a family uh, you know, that really is caring for their horses, has uh, financial difficulties, loss of job, um, health issues, that sort of thing. RVR will help support that horse um, with feed, um, with uh, fer- regular farrier care to keep the hooves healthy, mm-hmm. um, and um, veterinary care, if you know, limited veterinary care if needed um, to help that horse stay in the home. 
uh, and that's a valuable service so that hopefully those horses will not end up needing rescue. Um, you know, and sometimes that also entails, uh, when a horse is very loved by their family and that horse is at the end of its life, um, you you know, euthanasia and burial of a horse can be a, a financially steep, uh, engagement. Um, you may not be able to bury your horse right on your property, which means you're going to have to pay someone to come get your horse and bury it elsewhere. And, and that can be expensive. So sometimes RVR also through angels assists a family so that horse can have a very peaceful, humane euthanasia uh, ending to its life. Um, That's nice. Uh, another program that we have um, specifically for our volunteers, um, maybe uh, not all of our volunteers are horse owners themselves, but uh, you know, I think it's, goes without saying that all everybody out here really likes horses, so they want to have horse interaction. So we have a program called Barn Buddies, and that's where you you, that. you, uh, you pick out who you'd really, really like to um, work with as far as the horse goes and um, who you'd like to bond with. And we ask, you know, for at least once a week commitment that you come out and you, you know, you take your horse for a walk, um, you groom your horse, you pick their feet and do hoof care so that their feet stay healthy. Um, hooves are an extremely part, uh, important part of uh, overall horse health. Um, and, you know, just general engagement with that horse so that the horse has enrichment, you know, from being, you know, a little, a little bit of spoiling from a human. That's, that that's what we're looking that for have some significant volunteer experience to be a part of or that is absolutely something you can grow towards um and we'll t when we talk about volunteering i can I take you through that entire process uh, because sure. it's important for people to know that you don't have to be experienced with horses to come out here and volunteer sure. um so so barn buddies is is great for people wanting to learn about horses but it's also great for the horses because they're getting consistent lots of spoiling from from mm -hmm. volunteers and then those volunteers are in turn uh you know a lot of times the first first to notice that you know, that there's something wrong, you know, right. appetite's not as good as usual. You know, can we look at something or, you know, I, I think they might need to see the farrier, you know, or have, look at this. There might be, you know, an abscess in their hoof or thrush developing or something like that. So, so they can be the first eyes, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so, and, a, and a, a horse can have multiple barn buddies. It would be amazing if a horse had a, a barn buddy for every day of the week. Um, but, it's, it's just a program so that the horses benefit from it, but then also our volunteers do benefit from it. And, and some people use the Barn Buddies as a way to learn about horse care because they are interested in right. becoming a horse owner. Right. So right. That, that's an interesting program. Uh, another community outreach program that we have is called LAR, which stands for Large Animal Rescue Techniques. And we have volunteers that have gone on to training um, for emergency rescue techniques involving large animals. So this yes, is your, your awesome. yeah, you're talking about, oh, there's a there's an accident on the highway involving a horse trailer. And now you've got a horse out there. You know, um, we train uh, with the fire department on these kinds of scenarios so that we can be of assistance mm -hmm. to our firefighters or our, or our first responders, you know, police, right. police as well. Uh, because a lot of our first responders, obviously they are going to have to prioritize saving the humans um, in those scenarios. They don't have the equipment or they might not have horse experience or, you know, the horse might be hindering them helping the human involved. Uh, right, so right. we go out there and we're offering our assistance to be able to help in those kinds of scenarios so that the first responders can do their job. Yeah. So next month we're going to have firefighters coming in um, who don't necessarily have large animal experience and they're going to be learning about, you know, how, how do you halter a horse? How do you lead a horse? That sort of thing. Right. Um, that's something we're really excited about and we're go undergoing further training so that um, in the event of something like a hurricane in this area that we would be able to assist first responders in helping take care of the animals because as, as you as an animal rescuer know, a lot of times people don't want to evacuate because of their animals mm -hmm. and then, then it becomes a safety issue for people as well as first responders who are then tasked to go out and help them. So that's something that we are working towards. That's awesome. um, and then our last program um, that is still in its development phase is that we, we are working with um, the James A. Haley, Haley Veterans Hospital in Tampa to do a program for veterans who have PTSD. Mm -hmm. uh, it has been thoroughly researched and shown that um, 
animals are tremendously helpful for PTSD and horses are really, really great at that. So we have veterans coming out as uh, part of their um, rehabilitation from PTSD. Uh, that program is in its infancy right now, but we have um, a lot of, there's a lot of excitement about it. And we're really, really proud to be able to offer something like that. And we are looking to grow that program um, into a true therapeutic interaction program. Is that something that veterans can just contact you guys directly or do they are they referred through the hospital for this? It, it can be either. Most most of our veterans come out through the hospital as a referral, as part of their rehabilitation. And we off, we're offering, you know, once a month we have veterans coming out um, through the adaptive sports program. And uh, we are looking to then expand that so that other veterans can continue. But really, you know, if there is a veteran who, who does have PTSD and wants to participate in that, they can, they can get in touch with RVR directly and we can let them know, you know, when those sessions are and, and they are absolutely welcome to come out. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to uh, take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk all about volunteering. So if you're interested in doing that, getting involved, she's going to tell us all about that from start to finish. Right now, we're going to take another quick music break. This is Jar of Hearts. I know I can't take one more step towards you Cause all that's waiting is regret Don't you know I'm not your ghost anymore You lost the love I loved the most I learned to live half alive And now you want me one more time And who do you think you are? Collecting a jar of hearts And tearing love apart You're gonna catch a cold From the ice inside your soul So don't come back for me Who do you think you are? I hear you're asking all around Oh, 
was Jar of Hearts, and you are listening to the Crazy Earth Lady on Anchor.fm Hawk Radio. I'm here at RBR Horse Rescue with Kelly, and she is going to tell us all about volunteering with these magnificent horses um, and she, that you don't need, you know, to be a horse expert. When you walk through the door, they're going to offer a lot of training. They're going to give you tons of information. I've been out here with her um, this morning, and I've already learned so much about horses. So uh, definitely a great learning experience, something that I would highly recommend if you're thinking about owning a horse. You know, we talked about the responsibility of that and how it can't be taken lightly, how it's often underestimated. Um, so just a really awesome opportunity to, uh, you know, learn something and also be giving back and helping these horses that are in need. Um, they are entirely volunteer run. Nobody out here on the staff is <clears throat> getting paid or doing this, um, out, you know, solely. I mean, you may have volunteers that are retired and, mm -hmm. you know, don't, they're out here every day, but but uh, everybody's doing this on top of normal normal life with their, their free time. Um, so that is, uh, if you've ever worked with the Red Rescue Red Organization, that's not uh, always the easiest. So the volunteers really are crucial right. and vital um, to the organization. So Kelly, I'm gonna let you go ahead and take it away and, and tell us what it would, what, what, what it's like. I, I'm okay. wanting to volunteer, yeah. so this is good information uh, for me. Good, because we'd love to have you. Uh, yeah, it's important to note that we, we really are truly all volunteer run. Everything we do here is as a volunteer. Nobody is paid for their job. So um, our needs are many. Mm -hmm. and, and there are so many ways that you can uh, get involved. Uh, some of our volunteers are out here a couple of times a week. Mm -hmm. Some of our volunteers are seasonal. You know, we have snowbirds that come down and, sure. and, and that sort of thing. And we also have students who's, who may be out here more during the summer and then not as much when they're in, in school. Uh, and then we do have people who work during the day. So, and, and we have some, some of our volunteers are just out here for special events. So they might be out here once or twice a year. So there are so many ways that you can be involved and still be a huge benefit to the organization mm -hmm. uh, without being out here every single day. Uh, right. we, we are not aiming to kill our volunteers here. So, <laughs> um, so we can talk about, uh, you know, just a little bit about the kinds of jobs that, uh, that are done out at the ranch. Um, the most obvious one being the direct horse care. Right. We feed twice a day. Mm -hmm. And so we have two shifts of volunteers that come in and they will drop the feed into the stalls and then they bring those horses into the stalls to eat. Mm -hmm. And then they put the horses back out into the pasture and then we go in and we clean stalls. Um, we make sure that they're nicely fresh and clean for all the horses. Um, in addition to cleaning, um, you know, we will be uh, cleaning the stalls. We will also be cleaning all the water. Uh, troughs, um, you know, that are out in the pastures, but also the water that is in the stalls, making sure that's clean and fresh for the horses. Uh, then uh, we will be doing any kind of care that needs to be done that day. You know, somebody needs their hooves picked and, and treated for thrush, or somebody needs a medical bath, or, you know, another horse might need um, some kind of other treatment, um, or somebody has a vet appointment today and we need people to hold the horse for the vet, that sort of thing. That's mostly done during our morning to afternoon shift. It is the longest one of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, during the weekday mornings, that's you can imagine that's when our need is greatest. So if somebody's got a free weekday morning, that would be wonderful because right. most of our volunteers do work. And so that's our, our, our most important time of the day. But um, our smallest crew is weekday mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, so direct horse care is a huge, huge part of what we do. But it's not the only way that you can get involved. Uh, so if you have knowledge, if you're a handy person, you know, well, we always have fences that need to be repaired because right. horses can be mischievous and they can be naughty and they can break down fences very, very quickly. Um, or, you know, fixing a stall door or, um, you know, working, you know, with the many, many different, we have multiple buildings on site um, and we have a huge fence line. Uh, and so there are lots of things that you can do if you're handy. If you're handy with vehicles, we have two tractors and we have some um, utility vehicles and we have a truck and some trailers that, that all need maintenance and all need to be kept, um, you know, 
working well and that sort of thing. We have administrative roles. Um, maybe you don't want to be out there sweating and lifting heavy things and that's okay. But, you know, we have volunteers that answer our phone and return messages. We have volunteers that keep up with the horses uh, files because everyone has a file, their, their intake information, right. their medical information, all the documentation of all the treatments they've had. Um, we have, uh, volu you know, volunteers that also work in fundraising. Um, you know, we, largely subsist on um, donations uh, from from people but we also have a fundraising committee to supplement that mm -hmm. and, and that takes a lot of work and, and so we're always looking for people who might be willing to volunteer their ideas and and their their hours to make those fundraisers happen um, and then we have um, you know just other ways to help represent the organization it, for example, you were talking about you have skills in video editing and things like that. That would be enormously helpful to us. Sure. Uh, we have people that come out and volunteer their photography skills, taking pictures of the horses, right. documenting their progression from when they come in to now they're fully adoptable and, and look at the difference. And, and, and those photographs of a very healthy, shiny, happy looking horse they really help in getting a horse yeah. noticed for adoption. So th those are important. So there are lots of different ways. And the story, the story always gets people. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, those are ways to be helping just at our facility here in Plant City. Sure. Um, but if you, you know, if you can't make it out here or, you know, we understand that as well. But um, one of the ways that you can help is by sharing what we do. Mm -hmm. We have a pretty large Facebook following. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 80,000 followers. Oh, wow. And so, yes. And, and awesome. that, that is an enormous help to us because our, those followers, they share what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then that brings us more volunteers. It brings us more donors. Um, and then that supports what the rescue is doing and right. and you know the more that we have volunteers and the more that we have donations well that's more horses that we can therefore save so if you can't come out here and, and be a part of our everyday you know actions then by all means please we would love it if you would join us on facebook and share what we're doing mm -hmm. uh and and that that also is you know for someone who says well i can't really afford to donate right now well but if you would please share what we do, then that also helps us too. Um, so liking and following us on our social media is amazing. Not just Facebook, but we do have an Instagram and a Twitter. Those are not nearly as um, followed as our Facebook, but it, but it works. Um, if you're, if you're a reader, there are a couple of books that have been written about RVR Horse Rescue, and you can find links to them on our website. The first one is A Healing Haven, and what that is is a collection of stories. It, it tells a lot of Sean J. Rowe's story of how she grew up and then how she started RVR and what her philosophy is. But then there are also a lot of stories about how people have also been helped at RVR Horse Rescue. Um, the experiences that they have had, whether they've had trauma in their background or you know they're dealing with grief uh, from loss and the way that healing these horses has in turn healed those people. And those experiences were a huge foundation that led to our veterans program. Um, but you know that book called Healing Haven was written by um, Shirley Allery and um, that's available through our website. So if you like to read, that's another way that somebody can be Come involved. Yeah, you, you mentioned you had a little shop here too. That sells we do. Yes, we do shell teeth. Yeah, yeah, we have swag. Um, so <laughs> if you want a hat or a shirt, um, uh, something like that, um, that also supports the rescue. And if you're out there wearing our shirt, then obviously that helps spread the message as well. So yeah. when I ran my uh, animal rescue, I was fortunate enough to have some very handy, um, creative. Uh, volunteers mm -hmm. in the midst, and they um, they would make you know the the decor, the home decor, yes. and um, you know there's all you know all of the crazy crafters out there. I don't mean crazy as in crazy. I mean crazy as in they're just really creative yes, and, and yes. skilled. And and uh, I was thinking when you said that, man, it would be cool 
it's always something I wanted to take up as a hobby, like woodworking mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But I, I don't just know if it's gonna. Yeah. I don't know if I got the got, got what it takes or not. But, yes. Um, I I would love to do some stuff like that. And I paint sometimes too. Sure. And stuff well, instead of, well, hopefully yeah. we'll we'll go into the shop before you leave, so you can see the kinds of oh, things yeah. that are there. Um, one thing about volunteering that I, I really did want to emphasize, we briefly mentioned it before, that um, if you're coming out here as a volunteer, you, you do not have to be an experienced horse person to come out here. Um, you know, I've, I've said it many times in, in, in interviews and videos and, uh, you don't have to know a lot about horses when you come out here, you just have to like them uh-huh. and, and we'll, we'll show you the rest. Um, you know, Sean being a lifelong horsewoman is obviously inspirational to a lot of us, but a lot of us are more like me. I came in knowing that I liked horses, but I really didn't know much about them. And I, I, everybody here taught me everything that I needed to know. So you can come in, um, truly green, not knowing anything about horses and go through a learning process. Uh, you'll learn how we do things. Um, you'll learn about how to be safe around horses. Um, a, because they're, they're large animals who, um, may not intentionally want to harm you, but if they step on you or move out of the way, you know, things like that can happen. You need to know where to stand. And then B, we are also dealing with, with a population that most of them have abuse in their background or neglect. And, and so there might be a lot of fear there. And so that can translate into a situation that, okay, you know, you need to know how to be safe in that situation. So we will teach you the safety aspects of, of being around horses. We'll teach you how to take care of their feet, um, something that is a really fundamental part of, of horsemanship, mm-hmm. taking care of your horse's feet. There's a saying, no hoof, no horse. Um, your horse must be able to stand on its feet. Horses can't lay down, so uh, not for extended periods of time. They can lay down, obviously, but they need to be able to stand. So, you know, we will teach you how to do that. We'll teach you how to groom a horse. We'll teach you how to halter and lead a horse around um, rather than having that horse lead you around. So there are, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, you know, sometimes they try to do. Um, so we will teach you what you need to know. Uh, we'll start you off with the basics. And, you know, maybe in the beginning you won't be going in a stall with a horse, you know, that's for your own safety, but right. you'll, you'll learn the basics of horse care and what we do. And, uh, you, you will be able to learn what it is that you want to learn about mm-hmm. horse care. All right. Well, it sounds awesome. Um, sounds like an excellent opportunity for people. Um, you know, I just, we, we spend too much time on video games and, mm-hmm. uh, indoors and, you know, well, it, it brightens up your life. It you does know, to have a little outdoor time and special friends. It really does. The fresh air really does wonders for you. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, we chuckle about this, but doing barn tours mm-hmm. is a workout. Yeah, we call no, it for sure. We call it crap fit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, maybe I shouldn't say no, that on the radio, but you know, so like. Fun. You know, the CrossFitters, they're going out there lifting tires and, and doing all this kind of stuff. Well, we're, we're lifting feed bags. <laughs> a feed bag is 50 pounds, you know, right. and, and a, hay, a bale of hay is anywhere between 40 and 60 pounds. Sure. And so we're moving stuff around and you will be surprised at how much you can do out here. You don't need a big gym membership anymore because there's, there's <laughs> right. a lot that you there can you do go. out here. There's, yeah. there's so. Everything else was an incentive enough. Come get yeah. in shape at RBR. For free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to take another quick music break. This is Adele with someone like you. You are listening to the Crazy Earth Lady on Anchor.fm Pop Radio. We will be back for our um, final portion of the show uh, where we're going to talk about other ways that you can support the rescue and also um, – adoption if that's something that you're interested in stay tuned that you settle down that you found a girl in your married night I heard that your dreams came true Guess she gave you things I didn't give to you 
so shy Ain't like you to hold back Or hide from the light I hate to turn up out of the blue Uninvited, but I couldn't stay away I couldn't fight it I had hoped you'd see my face And that you'd be reminded that for me It isn't over Tell us a little bit about um, that process and 
So sure. Um, and again, thank you for coming out here. We're really happy to host you at our, our new facility. Um, it's it's great to be here in Plant City. We're really thrilled about that. Um, so for adoption, you know, adoption is like other rescues, small animal, dog and cat rescues. Adoption is our ultimate goal. Uh, we would love to see every horse that comes through our gates, um, you know, find its forever family. Um, we, I, I had mentioned before that, you know, sometimes that means, I mean, well, sometimes we don't reach that goal. A horse doesn't find its forever family and we will keep that horse um, as long as it needs to be, even if that means it lives the rest of its days at RBR. But we're really hoping that we can help that horse find that connection with a human family that will then take it home. So um, we do have a um, really active adoption program. Uh, we have uh, volunteers that head up that program and, and make sure that they are available to answer questions about the available horses that we have, and then um, kind of lead uh, the interested parties through the entire adoption process. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a longer term process than I think uh, happens with most small animal rescues, just because Oh, well, with a horse, it's 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 bigger in 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 many ways, not just the size of the animal that we're talking to, but you know, just the the commitment and and what it means to have to have you know to have a horse and what you have to right, have. Right. So a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, it is. I, I mean. I, I love horses, but let's be honest, they are high maintenance. Um, they require a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, there is a, a financial commitment to having them. And, um, you know, there there is a commitment to learning what you don't know in order to keep your horse healthy and happy. Right. So when a person is interested in adopting a horse, that, you know, they will reach out to our adoption coordinator through our website um, and they'll discuss what they're really looking for in a horse. Uh, you, you could have a really wide range of activities sure. that people want to do with their horses. They may want just a horse that is basically a pasture pal and it's, it's, their, it's their buddy, it's, it's their friend um, and, and they just love That's a horse but you don't necessarily <laughs> ride them. Some people want to be able to do some light riding. Uh, trail riding, riding around on their own property or going to trails. Um, some people want to do some kind of show or eventing activity, whether that's dressage or hunter jumper or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so what they are, what our adopters are looking for is really quite a, a wide variety. Right. So they'll spend some time talking with our adoption coordinator on what their needs are or what their desires are. Mm -hmm. and, and also that goes hand in hand with what their riding skills are. We have some people who adopt from us who have um, excellent riding skills and are ex experts. We have some people who adopt from us who are really quite novice um, or you know haven't ridden a whole lot and want to do more. Um, that will require a different horse. Um, sure. there, there are horses that require a really expert rider, um, or they will take you for a ride that you don't want to go on. Uh, you know, I mean, you have to you know, remember that these are large animals and, right. um, you know, you, you need to have some kind of skills, um, or you need to be acquiring skills. There are other horses who anybody could get on them, uh, and they will be gentle and, you know, uh, sweet compliant. and compliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it really depends on what the person is looking for and what their needs are. Then they will come and meet actual horses on the property. And, and then, then you're kind of looking for a little bit of a spark of a connection. I, I really liked that horse. I liked its personality. Mm -hmm. um, horse personalities can vary greatly. You know, some horses are very extroverted and some are very introverted. And it just kind of is, they kind of pick their people just like dogs and cats do. They pick right. their people. Right. So we're looking for, for that kind of connection. And if a person says, yeah, I really think I'm interested in this horse, it's, it's not the same thing as, oh, they go home with that horse the same day. Sure. Um, they enter into what is called our sponsor to adopt that's time period. Um, and that's a minimum of 30 days. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be more than 30 days if, if someone, you know, especially if someone is rather new to horse uh, ownership. Um, right. And in that time period, what we're looking for is, um, A, we're going to do some checking into, you know, you know, if they have veterinary records, we, we look we look for references in, in that, um, mm -hmm. you know, you know, how they've cared for their animals. Um, we are going to be discussing, you know, we are going to be looking about where that horse is going to live. Uh, and, and we have to do inspections of that 
property to make sure that it is up, you know, up to our standards. Um, if that's going to be a boarding facility or a private home, um, there are certain fencing requirements that we have. Uh, that what is the space to... requirement like for? Uh, well, there there are county regulations for that. I just mean, um, I guess recommended or what? What kind of what? What do you? Oh gosh, I'm I'm going to sound really ignorant on this. I know that 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 the county has its own regulations where I think it's one horse per per quarter acre. Oh, I don't I don't want to say that for sure. I, I know that our adoption can, our adoption coordinators know the answer to that. Um, but um, what we're going to be looking for is you know is the adequate space, but then also shelter for the horse um, and adequate adequate safe fencing. Um, and we're going to be looking for clear pastures. You know, we're, we're not going to be putting a horse out in a pasture that has a lot of equipment out in it or whatever, because mm -hmm. we've seen too many injuries occur for that. Right, um, so, right. so we do look at the facilities um, and, and uh, during that time period. During that 30 days also, we are really looking for the person to spend time with that horse in order to create a bond. That's the time where somebody's going to actually be able to ride a horse out here. Mm -hmm. uh, our volunteers don't ride out here. It's, it's not one of those kind of places. We come and take care of the horses. They don't, they don't carry us around um, because they're in rehabilitation. Right, um, of course. Once that horse has been released for adoption, a trainer evaluates that horse. Um, you, you have to understand that our horses come in, and a lot of times we have no idea what kind of training is in their, is in their history yeah, yeah. and um, what kind of experience they have. So we have a very experienced rider come out. Um, his name is Sergio, um, and he and he is our evaluator. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have the time to actually go through a lot of training with the horses, but he right. is the first person to sit on that horse and see what kind of training they've had. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can imagine why it's it's really important to have a very experienced rider right, come sure. and, and do that for the first It'd time be because yeah. you know um, we we affectionately call him our crash test <laughs> you know, and he does an amazing job. Um, he's a very gifted and um, experienced rider. So he gets on that horse and says, this horse, I can see evidence of, you know, training in Western or English or both, or, you know, and this horse's personality, um, this horse could really go for a beginner, uh, you know, rider or, you know, what's called a husband horse mm -hmm. um, that, you know, is, you know, going to be kind and easy and, and you know, uh, not be real demanding or bossy of the rider. Mm -hmm. um, or he will say, this horse absolutely needs a really experienced rider. Mm -hmm. um, and so based on that. And I imagine it could be totally different. Like a horse oh, absolutely to interact with you all day and yes. be as sweet as pie, mm -hmm. but he doesn't really. Yes. Want to be written, um, you don't exactly as volunteers. So um, if you don't know that, if you're not, or horses, you know, so. you have you have horses that they think, oh, I've got a saddle on me. It's time to run. Yeah. And that, that could be great for somebody who wants to do hundred jumper or something like that. But for a beginner, that's, that's not an <laughs> ideal match. Right. And, and the whole purpose of this sponsor to adopt period is finding the ideal match so that it works for both the horse and the adopter. Okay. So <clears throat> during that 30 days, we invite you to bring your own trainer out if you work with somebody or sure. you can, um, you can hire Sergio or someone else to, um, to come in and actually do sessions on the horse with you. Mm -hmm. And we will be evaluating to make sure it's the match, that you have the riding skills necessary for that horse um, and, and that you're both happy, the horse is happy and the human is happy. Wow. And the, I, I, That's you know, really great. That's really great. Wanting to get that ideal match. Even, even with dogs and cats, I get nervous when, sure. when they're like, uh, sure. yeah, you fill out this application and take a, take a dog home. I can't right. imagine doing that with a yeah. horse. So that sounds like a really solid, right. responsible adoption process. That's, that is what it's aimed to be because we really want it to work out. Um, and then after the 30 days is up or if the person elects to extend that, that 30 days, um, you know, then the, we will vote, the board will vote on to finalize the adoption and then the actual contract is signed. Uh -huh. uh, so uh, we're really looking forward to, uh, or you know, to making that ideal match where everybody's happy, because uh -huh. um, we don't want the horse ending up needing to come back here. 
Sure. We do understand that that happens sometimes. Um, and there are actually instances we prefer the horse to come back to us. We have right. in our adoption contract that if for any reason the horse needs to be rehomed, um, if, if jobs are lost or, um, you know, illness occurs and you can't care for that horse anymore, we ask that you come to us first right. to return the horse to us. Right. Because, uh, you know, one thing that we didn't touch upon today is horses live a long time, mm -hmm. longer than dogs and cats. A horse can live 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so we understand that sometimes people's life situations change. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we want to have a really good relationship with our adopters so that if something mm -hmm. happens, and that has happened to us before, we've had horses return to us because um, an adopter has unfortunately been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, and, and so we are here to to take that horse back right. uh, whenever we can. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, we are looking to rank the right match during the adoption process. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Such a great program. So um, just remind the listeners, um, you know, what they can what they can do to support you guys. Maybe they can't actually physically get out here and volunteer or um, adopt a horse, but mm -hmm. you know, oh, I wanted to ask you. Um, you had mentioned that it's the sponsor to adopt, but you know, can, can somebody just say, Hey, I really want to just give you guys some money. Can I sponsor a particular course? Oh, absolutely. Can, can they do that? Uh, absolutely. If, if someone wants to donate to RVR, they can absolutely uh, designate those funds to be used for a particular horse's care. Um, we do that a lot, quite a bit actually. Um, and especially for horses when they first come in and they are requiring extra care and then they'll have multiple sure. veterinary visits and, um, there may be medical supplies, um, uh, you know, so absolutely horses do have sponsors um, awesome. and all of that information is on our website um, you can sponsor a horse um, we are grateful for any donation whether it's a one-time donation mm -hmm. or whether it's a monthly you know five dollar donation ten dollar whatever is there every little bit counts um, and so obviously donating to our cause is one of the ways that you can support um, in addition to or in lieu of being a volunteer we we'd love to have volunteers um, we can never get enough volunteers Volunteers. So, um, you know, there is no such thing as too many volunteers. <laughs> so volunteering is uh, option number one for helping us or donating um, is another option, whether that's um, one time or monthly. Um, and then, uh, you know, sharing what we do is another way to help us. So um, if anyone's interested in, in any of that, I, I would welcome them to check out our website, which is www.rvrhorserescue.org. Um, all smashed together, RVR Horse Rescue. And on there, you can find links to donate and links to come volunteer. Um, you can sign up for an, a volunteer orientation. Um, there's links to our shop. So if you want to buy an RVR t-shirt, you can do that too. Um, and so that's that's just great, great ways to, to get involved. Right. Uh, if anyone has any questions based on our interview today, um, they can always reach out to us via email as well. Um, there are two email addresses that I'll give you. Um, the first is contact at rvrhorserescue.org. Um, and so if you're interested in, in asking questions about horses or our programs, that sort of thing, um, that would be fantastic. Um, if, if a veteran wants to reach out to me about our veterans program, then it's just Kelly at rvrhorserescue.org. And my name is spelled K-E-L-L-Y. So Kelly at rvrhorserescue.org. But really, regardless of what email you get, we will make sure that it gets to the right person to answer your questions. That's awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for, for your time today. It's oh, been thank awesome. you for coming out. It's awesome being out here <laughs> and seeing the horses. Um, and you guys really are doing a great thing. I know you have a great reputation. You thank know, you. Like I said, I've followed you for years, and it's well-deserved well from everything I saw here today. So um, I really appreciate uh, your time. And so we're going to wrap up today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You are listening to the Crazy Earth Lady on Anchor.fm Hawk Radio. And we were here with the RVR Horse Rescue today. I hope you guys have a chance to come out and see them, support them in whatever way you can. Really, really awesome organization. And one last time, thank you, Kelly, for your time. Oh, thank you. We were, we were delighted to have you. We're really mm -hmm. grateful. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, absolutely.